Good morning and welcome to Current Radio. It's Tuesday, January 2nd. Today we're looking into how MIT scientists are working on a vibrating obesity pill and the five EVs that qualify for the full federal tax credit in 2024. Plus, Telegram's latest update brings a redesigned call interface that uses less of your phone's battery, and Tesla's cheapest cars have helped it notch another record year. This coverage and more, up next. Welcome to Current Radio's Technology Station. Please enjoy today's selection of technology news. MIT researchers have likened a new vibrating capsule to drinking a glass full of water before eating, a common trick dietitians recommend to simulate the sensation of being full. This capsule is being suggested as a future alternative to surgery and GLP-1s, which are both popular and expensive. Celeste, can you provide more details on this? Absolutely, James. The capsule has shown promising results in laboratory tests. When given to test animals 20 minutes before eating, it reduced their consumption by around 40%. The capsule works by stimulating mechanoreceptors, which send a signal to the brain through the vagus cranial nerve. This triggers the production of insulin, GLP-1, C-peptide, and PYY hormones, which decrease hunger and increase the digestion process. The capsule contains a vibrating motor powered by a silver oxide battery. Once it reaches the stomach, gastric acid dissolves the outer layer and completes the circuit, causing the capsule to vibrate. That's fascinating. So the capsule essentially tricks the brain into thinking the body is full, similar to the glass of water trick. But how does this compare to the current methods of controlling hunger, such as surgery or GLP-1s? Well, James, according to Giovanni Traverso, an associate professor involved in the project, the behavioral change induced by the capsule is profound. It uses the body's own system rather than an external therapeutic. This could potentially overcome some of the challenges and costs associated with delivering biologic drugs by modulating the enteric nervous system. As for GLP-1s, they are extremely popular but also prohibitively expensive, largely due to pharmaceutical IP loss. That's a significant development. What are the next steps for this project, and are there any safety concerns? The team is currently working to determine the system's safety. This involves developing a method for ramping up production and planning for eventual human testing. Postdoc researcher Shriya Srinivasan believes that at scale, the device could be manufactured at a cost-effective price point. Capsule-based technology treatments have been a hot category in recent years, with researchers exploring ingestible sensors and even micro-robotic systems. This vibrating capsule is certainly an exciting addition to the field. Indeed, it's a promising development in the field of weight management and could potentially offer a cost-effective and less invasive alternative to current methods. As we continue to keep an eye on this project, let's shift our focus to the U.S. government's recently revealed list of electric vehicles that qualify for the full federal tax credit under the newer, more stringent guidelines. The list is surprisingly short, with only a handful of vehicles making the cut. Celeste, can you give us some insight into this? Certainly, James. The list includes General Motors' outgoing Chevy Bolt, certain variants of the Ford F-150 Lightning, and Tesla's Model 3, Model Y, and Model X. These are the only EVs that are eligible for the $7,500 rebate. Beyond that, certain variants of Rivian's R1S and R1T, plus a handful of plug-in hybrids, qualify for $3,750. Chrysler's Pacifica plug-in hybrid was able to stay eligible for the full credit. It's interesting to see such a short list. What's the reason behind this? The reason the list is so short is because lawmakers are trying to force the EV supply chain to shift, or at least diversify away, from China to North America in the long run. 
In the short term, this means automakers who rely heavily on Chinese suppliers, specifically for battery materials and components, are losing eligibility. There are also a few other restrictions, like the vehicles must be built in North America and must retail for less than either $55,000 or $80,000, depending on vehicle type. So it's a move to encourage local production and reduce dependency on foreign suppliers. What about the tax credit itself? Are there any changes there? Yes, there are two key changes. First, the credit is now applied when buying the car, meaning you won't have to wait to claim it on your tax returns. Second, buyers no longer have to have a tax liability equal to or greater than the amount of the credit, a rule that previously kept a lot of buyers from accessing the credit in the first place. However, buyers still have to have certain adjusted gross income to qualify. So, while the list of qualifying vehicles has shrunk, the credit itself has become more consumer-friendly. Do we expect the list to grow in the future? Yes, it's possible. Some automakers, like GM, have said they are working on replacing components that are disqualifying their EVs from the credit, so the list could grow as the year goes on. A slew of automakers and suppliers are rushing to build new factories in North America in order to ease the burden in the years to come. Interesting. It's a significant shift in the EV landscape, and it'll be fascinating to see how it unfolds. Thanks for the insights, Celeste. In other tech news, Telegram, the popular messaging app, is rolling out a new update that promises improved calls with a fresh design that's easier on your phone's battery. The update also introduces new animations and enhancements to the app's bot platform. Celeste, can you break down these changes for us? Sure, James. The redesigned calls feature dynamic backgrounds that change based on the call's status, be it ringing, active, or ended. This new interface is less resource-intensive, which means it's more battery-friendly and performs better on older devices. Telegram also promises improvements to call quality and plans to launch more enhancements to connection and audio quality in 2024. That's a welcome update for users who rely on Telegram for calls. What about the changes to the bot platform? Telegram's bot platform allows developers to integrate services into the Telegram ecosystem. With this update, bots can now react to messages and manage reactions, quotes, and links. They can also send replies to other chats or topics and gather information about giveaways and boosts in channels where they are admins. This essentially expands the functionality of bots within the app. Interesting. And I understand there's a new animation being introduced as well? Yes, that's correct. Telegram is bringing its Vaporize animation to both iOS and Android users. This new effect plays whenever you delete a message, adding a bit of fun to the app. It seems like Telegram is really stepping up its game to compete with other messaging apps like WhatsApp. Can you tell us more about this competition? Absolutely, James. Just last month, Telegram announced improvements to channels, emoji customization for reactions, and stats for stories. This was likely in response to WhatsApp, launching its broadcast channels features to all users in September 2023. While Telegram has had channels for a while, it needs to keep innovating to stay competitive. For context, WhatsApp has more than 2 billion monthly active users, while Telegram has over 800 million. That's a significant user base. It will be interesting to see how these new features impact Telegram's growth and user experience. Thanks for the insights, Celeste. Now, shifting gears to the automotive industry, Tesla has announced that it shipped a record number of electric vehicles in the fourth quarter of 2023, helping it slightly exceed its annual target. The company delivered 1.81 million EVs and built 1.85 million. Celeste, can you provide some additional context to these figures? Certainly, James. 
The figures Tesla announced were slightly above the 1.8 million goal the company set at the beginning of the year. The bulk of these figures were driven by Tesla's most affordable EVs, the Model 3 and Model Y, which accounted for over 96% of the vehicles Tesla built and shipped this year. That's quite impressive. How did Tesla perform in the fourth quarter specifically? In the fourth quarter alone, Tesla built nearly 500,000 cars at its factories in California, Texas, Germany, and China, and delivered 484,507 worldwide. This includes the first few Cybertrucks, which started shipping late last year at a price tag of around $100,000. However, the exact number of Cybertrucks delivered isn't known, as Tesla has combined these figures with Model S and X sales in an other model's line item. Interesting. Now, Tesla did see a decline in deliveries in the third quarter. Can you tell us more about that and how it impacted the company's goals? Yes, Tesla's deliveries declined in the third quarter for the first time in a year due to some factory shutdowns. This impacted CEO Elon Musk's goal of building 2 million cars in 2023. The company also spent much of the year adjusting its prices, starting with significant price cuts, which affected its industry-leading profit margins. And how has Tesla been performing in the Chinese market? Tesla's success in 2023 is largely due to its performance in China, where competition for market share is intensifying due to price cuts from competitors. One of these competitors is BYD, which has recently been on track to outpace Tesla's global EV sales. That's some stiff competition. It will be interesting to see how Tesla navigates this in the coming year. Thanks for the insight, Celeste. Now, as we wrap up our stories for today, we appreciate you tuning into Current Radio and look forward to having you back here tomorrow.